On this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, we catch up with second-year Magic player Chuma Okiki. Oh, it's a terrific conversation. And Magic fans, the Florida Department of Transportation reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great night and drive safe. Lots to cover in this conversation with Chuma Okiki, including what makes him the funniest player on the team. Several of his teammates, including himself, uh, have named Chuma Okiki as the funniest person on the team. So you get a little insight on that. Also, his upbringing, what made him such a humble uh, human being, what made him such a selfless player out there on the basketball floor. So a little insight into his upbringing and all that he was able to overcome to make it to the NBA. His NCAA tournament run while at Auburn and also Charles Barkley. What it means to have a guy like that as an ambassador for your school. And the future of this Magic team, very bright. Chuma Okiki breaks it all down on this edition of Magic Pod Squad. This is Jalen Suggs of the Orlando Magic. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. This is Cole Anthony. This is Fonz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. And this is the Pod Squad. All right, welcome everyone to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Great to have you with us. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, David Steele, and Magic Man Chuma Okiki. Kind enough to join us. Chuma, how are you, man? Good to see you. What's up? Good to see you too, man. I'm just chilling. Just chilling at the uh, gym right now. Everything going good, though. At the time of this recording, Chuma, we got 10 games left. So how is the body holding up? How is the mind holding up? How are you feeling as we go into the, the, the final stretch of the season here? Um, everything's feeling good. You know, of course, a little banged up. But other than that, body feeling good. Uh, mentally, I'm, I'm still feeling good. Still in the season, you feel me? I'm not, I'm not rushing for the season to be over with or nothing. But um, I'm still locked in. All right, we want to all know how you're holding up at the time of this recording. It's the day after Auburn gets knocked out by Miami, <laughs> and we're all feeling for you, man. We're all feeling for you. This was a heck of a year. We thought you had a chance to win it all. Right, up. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot, I was hurt when I seen the Auburn had lost. I didn't even get to watch the game though, because I uh, I was on I was still at the gym I think last night. Then I got home a little later, so. But, yeah, I was thinking they was going to go a little bit farther, a little bit farther, but it's all good. You feel me? They still made history at the school, being the number one team in the country. They still did They they still did good, so it's all good. Have you talked you know, to anybody you know, since last night? I watched a little night? bit of it. I, I watched a little bit of it. Your guards, uh, your guards needed to find your big guy a little bit better there in the second half. They kind of forgot about how good that, that one fella is, Chuma. Oh, yeah, that, that's what they was doing? Yeah, I felt like yeah. I felt like that anyway. George, did you see it? I didn't know. I missed all the game last night because by the time I'm same as Chuma, by the time I got home from our game, you know, it was pretty much in the bag at that point. Well, yeah, David, they, they fell, didn't find him. Behind. They didn't find him, but he also didn't go get it. Like I, I think I feel like that guy who you know we could potentially be a great NBA player has got to go get the ball at the end of the game. But you know, I think it's difficult for the big guys hard, when yeah. you know when you know, they, the guy like Jabari Smith, he's got to rely on his guards to. To help get him involved, the guards have the ball in their hands. They set the tone. I don't know, Chumo. How do you feel about that? When you see a big guy that can't get involved, don't his guards have to, you know, and run the plays, and the guards have to get him involved, have to be a part of that? Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like, um, Femi Jabaros, he, I mean, he was just probably just you feel me, putting. He he trusts his teammate. That just shows he trusts his teammates. He trusts what they're gonna do. And you're right. It, it is like kind of their job to like kind of get him involved and. 
get him the ball in those type of um, in those big moments and them big games like that. But they fell behind, and I think the guards, you know, thought we got to. They tried to get it all back at once. Made uh, you know five or six possessions in a row there, where maybe took some questionable shots. But uh, I tell you mm-hmm. what, they played a tough team. They played that. Uh, there's a lot of good basketball teams. You look at college basketball right now, and there's tremendous parity. I, I don't know who to favor in this thing right now. Have you been able to watch much of it, Chuma? I haven't watched much of it, but I was just like last night. I was I was just on my scene like the Arizona. And from a couple people told me that oh, Arizona going to go all the way. I was like, nah, they're not going all the way. That was probably just me being biased to Auburn. But now that I watched the like, I watched some previews of Arizona last night. Shoot, they might, they might um, go all the way for real. Chum, for the, for those of us that have never played in the NCAA tournament, you obviously played a major role the year uh, you guys went and made that historic run. What is that like? What does it feel like to be in those gyms and and just have the crowd go? crazy well man it feel it feel like a movie for real like <laughs> i feel like a movie and then especially with me i've been growing up watching march madness all my life and, and now i'm finally playing in and actually got a chance to win the whole thing like it felt amazing to then to do it with the team and then the, you got your home you got your home crowd traveling with you you feel me it's just just so much excitement so much adrenaline going on and, it's just a good feel, just a how, good environment. How much do you still hear from Auburn people? I'm sure every day, right? Is it every day Auburn people are reaching out to you on your social media and everything? Yeah, I, I, I do. Like every every time I get on my um social media and I go on my um inboxes or something, it's always somebody in Auburn saying War Eagle, and so it's always somebody in Auburn. And then you know Auburn got a lot of Auburn got a lot of supporters. You feel me? If you go in every state, you most likely gonna run into somebody that went to Auburn graduated from Auburn or just like an Auburn fans. And so, yeah. They I've got a neighbor. Right. I've got a neighbor that brought that went to Auburn and brought me like 11 things that said, can you just have Chuma sign this? <laughs> and I said, no, no, I'm not, I'm not I would have signed. I, 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 signed <laughs> I know Auburn you would have. Auburn people, hey, but, Chuma, if you don't get hurt in the sweet 16, your team still went to the final four, right? You, that, that mm-hmm. year, Auburn had an incredible run. You win the whole thing if you're able to stay on the floor. Do you are you guys national champions? Uh, shoot, I don't know. A lot of people, a lot of people always be saying, "Oh, if, if you ain't get hurt, then y'all would have won the whole thing." But shoot, honestly, I don't know. You feel me? And I guess we'll never know since I got hurt. But shoot, that's what I hope. I feel like we was playing good. We was on the run. You feel me? We was knocking off all the like blue collar teams and stuff like that too. So I feel like we did. Me, me not getting injured, we probably would have had a better chance to win the championship. But I guess everything happened for a reason. Well, they so, lost by uh, one point to Virginia. Right. And that was yeah. a one-point game. And that's, and that the, was the, that's the, the beauty of this tournament, too. I mean, it, you don't. there's no margin for error. You, you, you lose and you're done. Your season's over. I guess that's part of what makes, makes it so exciting to, to be a part of. Right, Juma? Yeah, you win and go home. And I, everybody know that. Everybody playing playing their hardest because it's a lot of times like, yeah, it's some, it's some it's freshmen that come in, but a lot of times this, this might, this March Madness, it might be people's last time ever touching the basketball again. Like some yeah. of them won't, won't play professionally overseas in the NBA or whatever. So they trying to leave it all on the court. And that's just, and that, that's what make it, that's what make the environment even better. That's what happened with George when he got eliminated at Stetson. <laughs> Never <laughs> uh, that, no, that happened to me in the 12th grade is when it happened to me. I, I don't even, I hey, Chuma, on, that was, 
That was the, the intramural quarterfinal. Oh, <laughs> on the outside, Bruce Pearl seems wild. Seems absolutely wild. But in a, but he seems like a great guy to play for. He seems like a lot of fun, and he seems like a great motivator. What is what are some of the funny things? Uh, maybe a story or two that you can give us about about Bruce Pearl. Um, shoot, I don't I don't know. I I can't think of no stories right now. But shoot, like I I could just say. Like you said, he is a he's a he is a crazy dude, he's a crazy coach. Like <laughs> he's not one of them coaches to where like if a if if a player and you having a disagreement, he gonna all right, everybody get on the line or all right, get out of practice, da da da. da. From he gonna he gonna go back and forth with you, you feel me? And then he gonna see what the problem is, he gonna then y'all both just gonna come down to a conclusion. But he's a coach that just bring a lot of energy to the game, a lot of energy to us. And then them pregame talks, if you ever if you were ever in the room. When a pregame talk, he might make you want to run through a wall yourself. You know, that's just, that's just what who he is. That's what it seems like. I've seen some of those speeches. He does. He gets fiery, guys. You guys have seen that. Yeah, I like them speeches though. <laughs> <laughs> that gets you that that gets you fired up, Chuma. The, the, yeah, the yeah like, all right, let's go, let's get it. <laughs> hey, how does Chuma. it feel to have an ambassador like Charles Barkley for your school? Yeah, having somebody yeah. like that, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. was. He took it head on. He said, hey, I'm not going to talk about uh, – let's give Miami their credit, you know, for that win last night. But having him like that, I'm sure he's a legend on that campus. I mean, I'm, I'm sure what, – what's it like having him tied to your school? Yeah, he definitely is a legend on the campus. He got his own statue and everything. But, shoot, it's, it's funny because Charles Barkley, he's a funny dude. So, like, how he be talking on, on the TV and stuff, you feel me? That just show he got a lot of confidence in us, and just he he loved the school, and that just showed that Auburn is a, you feel me, a cool place like that. But um, yeah, he began us fired up too. Like Charles said, this Charles said that. So we we just be trying to back up his words when I was there. We, from, we just trying to back him up. That's all we all be trying to do. <laughs> Not make him look great. too bad. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know what's interesting, Charles Charles Barkley. He he's known for for his uh, sense of humor, and oh. you're known for your sense of humor. You know, that yeah. it must be, what is it, an Auburn right. thing? or? Yeah, what, I was going to uh, say, I guess. That, where, where did that sense of humor you have come from? But hold on, though. But hold on, David, though, because I feel like he holds this all inside. And everybody, <laughs> everybody we ask and everybody we talk to, and we always ask them, like, well, who's the funniest guy? And to a man, they all say, I, yeah. it's, a, it's a sweep <laughs> that you're the funniest right. guy. David tells me before we started, he read somewhere that you were voted the funniest guy at Auburn. Well, for a year, for a year and a half, you didn't say two words to me other than hello <laughs> and goodbye. Like, wh- where are we holding? Where are we holding this community? Where is all this stuff? Where is it? Where is it hiding, Chum? I don't be hiding me. It's just that you know, I got to get to know somebody for it. I'm a shot too. You feel me? So I just be having to get to know, get comfortable around you. And then when I get comfortable around you, then I guess that's when it just come out. <laughs> Well, don't feel bad. I've known George for 24 years, and I'm less comfortable now than when we started. (laughs) You know, what I keep thinking, though, is everybody that we talk to says Chuma's the funniest guy in the locker room. So I want to know from Chuma Okiki, in your opinion, who's the funniest guy? Now, take yourself out of it because you can't vote for yourself, right? So who would you vote for as the funniest guy in the locker room, Chuma? For real, I think think T. Ross the funniest dude on the team, for real. He funny. I don't know why. It's just the stuff he be doing. But yeah, I think T. Ross funny. He's the funniest person on the team. There you go. There we have it. Well, he yeah. said you too. We've heard we've heard him say that as well. How about this? Uh, how about this season, Chuma? Ten games left. But how how are you feeling? How are you feel? It's 
it's headed. What, what do you guys want to accomplish here the, these last 10 games as we start to close out this season? Um, well, for the most part, I feel like we just want to – we don't want to – I don't want to say ruin everything that we that we accomplished, even though our record don't show that we accomplished much, but you feel me, like the – we don't want to – we don't want to slow down or, you feel me, or just – start just going out there and just playing any type of way only just because we only got 10 seasons left and just trying to hurry up and get to the summer and vacation and all the other stuff. We just, we just trying to keep on building, building, and then hopefully that carries over the next season. So now we've been through all the ups and downs from last season. So now next season we'll, we'll come in and know, know what to expect and know what we want and then just pick up from where we left off. Juma, how about, how about you individually though, because your game is definitely, taken a different turn here, I would say, over the last, like, 20, 30 games. You, you feel more comfortable out there? Have things slowed down for you? Because you, you've definitely taken a turn. Um, yeah, I definitely feel more comfortable out there. I just I just tried to have that mindset of, you know, just going out there, having fun um, first and foremost, and then just trying to make my teammates better and just trying to just play, play, play any type of way as long as just to try to get the win, basically. And um, – you know, just take just take whatever the defense give me and then just control what I can control out there on the court. Sometimes shots gonna go in, sometimes they're not, but I can also always control how the energy I put and um how I play and um and my defense on the defensive end, you feel me? Just control what you control and uh, that's that's the um mindset I've been trying to um go out there and play with. I think you brought up a great point about how you and the team seem to still be focused on trying to get better and trying to play with purpose not just play out the season you know we've all been around quite a long time and we've seen teams down at the end with losing records and you can tell they've they've let go of the rope and they're just kind of playing out the string what is it about your locker room your coaching staff your teammates that has you know set this culture this this determination to finish out strong well what's what's going on behind the scenes um probably just um I feel like it's probably just first is all of us being young. So you feel me? We, we just, we just, uh, the, the fun we have off the court, I guess it, it also shows on the court and you know how we come together. And then like a lot of these like coaches, it's first time being a head coach, you know, and, and us being overlooked just because like we're a young team and just because, you know, maybe first time head coach or in our record is, like we at the bottom of the at the standing, so you feel me? Just all of that probably takes apart, and you know we know how good we are, we know how good we can be, and we know that we're gonna continue to get better. And for us to um, take these last ten games as just a uh, season already over, you feel me? Last in the standings to take to take that route, that would be doing us a dishonor. Being that, feel me? Even though our even though our record don't show, but we know what we're capable of. We agree with that, and that's great to hear. Is it is it what is it hard at times? Because you know, at, at the time of this, what I think it's nineteen and fifty three. We know it's not easy, you know, mm-hmm. to go through this. But like David said, you know, you guys fight every single night. Is it? But I'm sure it gets frustrating at times. How do you plow through? What what helps you motivate you to to continue to be a professional and improve every game? Um, shoot, I say probably just us. Um. Probably just seeing us, seeing other teams. You feel me? So a lot of teams that's going to be in the playoffs this year, and that's actually at the top of the standings. That was in our same position. That the, that was in our position 
that was in our same position probably like a year or year or two ago. So just seeing how those how just seeing how those teams evolved and seeing that they they went through what we're going through now, and then like seeing that we're still a good team, you feel me? That just give us um be like, feel me? Everybody go through this, so it's not about how you starting off or it's just about the learning experiences. Just take just don't take the losses as oh man. We suck. We we can't do this. We can't do that. Just take the losses as lessons, and that's how you just continue to grow and grow. And then you feel me. Next year or a couple years, we're gonna be at the top of the standards, just like the other teams are. That's great, Juma. Where do you feel like you still need to get better? Is there a particular area you're still working on, or is it just your all-around game? Is there one thing that you're you're working on? Uh, I like to work on my all-around game. I really don't be liking to focus on one thing, but that's just how I always was, and that's probably why, like, I could I'm, – I'm so versatile and could do so many things on the court because, like, even when I was little, I just – I just didn't work on one little thing. I, I Multiple things and multiple, working on multiple things that produce multiple outcomes. So I just want to work on a lot of things. But if I give you one thing, I'll probably say, hmm, actually, I want to get a lot stronger this year, this summer too, but probably like my shot. I want to work, continue to work on my shot, make it more consistent. So, yeah. That's a big part. That's a big part of this game, the ability to step in and knock down consistent three-point shots. I mean, how, how valuable do you feel that is? And you can certainly make yourself a threat that way. You've had big nights. You've had big nights shooting the three this year. Yeah. So, so if I just get more consistent with that, then I feel like that opened up my game a lot more. And now that um, space the floor for my other teammates and I just open up a lot. So then for me, just consistent consistency shooting the ball. Have you been tell us been, tell us what's in the tell us what's in the water in Atlanta, Georgia, Chuma. With you, we got what right? Wendell Carter Jr. goes for a career high 30 the other night. He's burst onto the scene this year. There are some great basketball yeah. players that come out of the Atlanta area. Can you kind of give us some insight into maybe why that might be or how kind of how competitive some of those games were for you growing up? Shoot, that's just how Atlanta is probably. <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia, we got a lot of athletes, not only in basketball, but football, baseball, everything. But um, shoot, basketball, yeah. We got – and then we got a couple people that's in the league now who me and Wendell – um, and a couple other people that's in the league now that we've been playing, we've been playing against each other since we was kids, and some with each other since we was kids. So, so I mean, that's just Atlanta. Atlanta is a talented scene for basketball. Colin Sexton, uh, Davion Mitchell. Um, who, who am I missing? Yeah. Um, who, else, who am I missing out of that group? You played yeah. against and played with. I don't know. I'm gonna have to do some more thinking. If uh, but is it, Jared is it, Harper, is it just, Harper, Harper played yeah, in, in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah Jared from Atlanta. And then Bryce. Is it, AA, is it AAU? The high schools? Is it the middle school? Like, what? What are? Are the teams just really good? There's just a lot of kids to pull from. I wonder, I wonder what makes that area special in that way. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, man. They're just talented. I guess they just don't stop working. Atlanta people begin overlooked sometimes. So I guess that just make them want to work harder. I don't know. I don't know what's in the water in Atlanta. We just produce them. <laughs> we just produce them. That's all, I guess. All now, your matters. high school team beat uh, beat Pebblebrook, wasn't it? Wasn't that Colin Sexton's team in the state yeah. championship game? Pat? 
How did that go? What was that championship game like for you and Sexton? How did he play? How did you play? Uh, sure, he played good. They was in. They was actually in our region. Our, they was in our region, so that was like our fourth time or fifth time playing them. But um, so yeah, he played good. I was sick that game though. I had I don't know what was going on. I think I had like some type of food poisoning or what the freak. I don't know what was going. On. <laughs> but, David, I can tell you, Sexton didn't play good enough. I, no. Apparently, he, he didn't. He didn't play good yeah, enough right. that night. Right. And they, yeah, they, yeah, that game was crazy. They be trying to say that we won the game because we stalled the ball. You know, in high school, they don't got no shot clock. <laughs> that's right. That's but right. That ain't true, though, because, like, at the, like they was up by, like, 10. And then we just came back and beat them in the championship, and we won. So, sure. Did you grow up a Hawks fan? Did you grow up going to games and have a favorite player and all that? Yeah. I say, sure. My favorite player on the Hawks back then was probably – it was probably between Josh Smith and Joe Johnson for real. Yeah, I, I was a big Hawks. I mean, I was I wasn't a big Hawks fan, but I went to a couple of their games. What so, so Chua, the, what was that? What yeah. was that like the first time then when you played uh, at, at State Farm Arena as a pro? What was that like for you? Did you did was it weird did, looking across the court and seeing Hawks across the floor from you? Like, what does that what does that feel like for you? True, I don't. I don't know if it was weird or what. I don't even know what I was thinking about. I just know I was too nervous. So I, I was. <laughs> Were you I nervous? Yeah, I was nervous. And that was my first game, too, after my injury. So I was nervous with that. And then nervous that's with right. how I was feeling. Oh, and then nervous right. with the um, hometown, first game in the hometown. It was just a lot of nerves. But it was excitement, too. We came in and got the win. I made a couple shots, so that felt good. Every, overall, <laughs> it was just a good, it was a good feeling. What can you tell us about your upbringing, Juma? What, what your your family, siblings, things like that? What kind of what kind of things did you like to do as a, as a family growing up? <clears throat> um, sure, we really didn't do much, but um, we really couldn't do much. We didn't have we didn't have no money to do nothing really to go away. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but sure, basically, my mom was just working, and then when she wasn't working, she was um in the house trying to get dinner prepared or just chilling you feel me she was always she was tired a lot of times but other than that I was like I was outside a lot you feel me? I didn't I didn't like to bother I didn't like to try to bother my mom a lot because I know that I knew that we were struggling and stuff so I didn't like at a certain age like when I was a kid I I didn't ask her for nothing at all I just was doing all my own stuff so so yeah, is that but, extra rewarding with what you've gone through to now be able to pay it back, pay it forward, and now to be able to provide like you are now? I mean, how, how much satisfaction do you get out of that now? Oh, yeah, it feels real good. Um, you feel me? To just give back to my mom, give back to my um, brother and sister whenever they need it, whenever they need something. It just feels good to know that um, that they always going to be straight. Well, hopefully they, they'll always be straight with me. Because um, I'm always gonna look out for them first. I always put me last and put them first. So, but I, I still tell them like, you feel me? You still gotta get on your own grind too. But yeah, I mean, if if push comes to shove, you don't gotta worry about it. I got oh. you. Hey, don't say that to your mom. That'll put you <laughs> in the doghouse. No, no, my mom. I want my mom to just chill one day. Just chill. Yes. Yeah, you talk man. about putting others first. Uh, that that's kind of the way you approach. You're, you're the game of basketball. I mean, yeah, you're a very right. unselfish player. You're that's kind of your personality, isn't it? Where, where do you think that comes from? 
Shoot, that probably just come from like back when I was a kid, being that family, my brother and sister growing up. If I wasn't the only child, so you got to learn how to share, especially when you don't have much. You got to learn how to give, even if you don't want to give. You got to learn how to put um, your family first or other people before you and just knowing that you're going to always be good. So I got I just got this mentality that I know or I, I feel like I'm going to always be good. You feel me? I feel like uh, any obstacle that come my way or anything that comes my way, I'm going to always overcome it. So here, you could get this because I know for a fact that I'm going to always overcome anything. But here, you got it, though. So the, probably that coming up and then that just transferred on the court and and apply it to my everyday life. So, yeah, probably that. That might have been the deepest thing somebody's ever said on this podcast. That's right. Way, Dante. That's exactly right. That's, that's easily the deepest thing. He's not only funny. He's deep. He's, he's right. got some he's got some depth to it. Is that where the is that where the music started? Where did the passion for for music start? Where did that all where did that all come along? He said, when did I start doing music? Yeah, when did the passion for for music and all that? When did that all come on the scene? Uh shoot. I, I feel like I feel like my passion for music came when I was a little kid. I don't know who I told this to. I, I don't remember, but I remember telling it. I remember just saying like when I was a kid, I didn't know like what words I was saying or nothing. But I was just I was just walking around, just walking around the crib, just making a flow or something. Like I don't even know what I was saying, but I just like sometimes I just be thinking about it. Like, dang, I remember I was doing that. I don't even know what I was saying. I was just making a flow. <laughs> But um, I'm, I remember I recorded my first song in my ninth grade, ninth grade freshman year of high school. I think I recorded it like on the phone or something, though. But it was still cool. <laughs> you still have so it? I'll, Do you still have that recording? No, it was on my old phone. Like, oh, old phone. I don't know where that's at. But um, yeah, I always had a passion for music, though. I always loved music. My mom was also uh, I know you got a passion for movies, too. I was reading that uh, you're a big movie buff. Uh, this may be a few years old, but Gridiron Gang. Oh, yeah. Your favorite movie still? Not the Rock? No not, that's not my favorite movie no more, but that used to be my favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah, that movie. I so like what, movie. What, what took over as number one in the Chuma all-time <laughs> great movie list? Let me think. What would be my favorite movie right now? I say... Right now, right now, the only movie that's coming to my head is Menace to Society. I like that movie okay. a lot. That's a classic. I yeah, I like that movie a lot. David, did you when? What? How old were you when you recorded your first song? I think I was about uh, six, maybe, maybe seven. It was for you. I lost it. I, my, I threw that phone away too. But, uh, it was a rotary phone. You know, you died. Picked it up off it. it I, I lost it on that phone. You were singing on the you were singing on the beat, or you was <laughs> no no. Dante's messing with me. He's messing oh, with me. I was about to say. I was about to say. <laughs> right? Wouldn't you want to get your hands on that? Oh my god! Get you on the beat or something. Now I did play goal? in a like, band. What? I did play in a band when I was you know a kid. I did. I did. What, you did? Oh, wait yeah, a minute! Yeah. I didn't know this. What'd you See, play? There's things you, you know. I played guitar, sang a little guitar, a little sing, a little <laughs> song, a little dance, a little seltzer in your pants. <laughs> Mary hey, that was <laughs> we gotta get david you gotta get david on the next album chuma i think we can... i could use a yeah, guitar i can help you chuma i can yeah. help you yeah i need that guitar i've been listening to a lot of reggae too so i'm in a reggae <laughs> mood 
I need that guitar. This is happening. You know, we got we got a request. We got a request last night. This is during the intros last night. I don't know if you know this. Markel came up to us during the intros last night. Okay, so you do know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he said, "What do we have to do for next season to get Chum's music playing?" on the Ooh. back in the, in during the intros to have Chuma's music playing on the background. Oh, what, yeah. Oh, what, he was telling me, so that's what he was telling me. I was just saying that I was going to make an intro song for the magic. Or let's do oh, that. I see what we do. He, well, cause he said, what do we do? What do we have to do to get Chuma's music up on the, on the intro? And I just assumed he meant something you had already done to the video, but listen, I think you should just make the song period. You, if you, yeah, you need I to get like on it. that. It'd be cool. I was just thinking about it too. Like, just imagine at the intro when the lights turn off, and then you had a whole crowd plus the plus the audio saying Orlando Magic, Magic, Orlando Magic, Magic. Oh, that would be cool. Oh, I'm in. Crowd involved. You know, we had a, we had a theme song back in the early years, back in the in the late '80s, early '90s. I don't know if you've heard it, but uh, yeah, there has not. Magic theme song since that one kind of faded away, probably in the mid nineties. So it's been a long time. I'm gonna see if I can make some up. Yeah, yeah, that would be do that. that would be great. So when your days, a long time from now, when your basketball days are done, will you pursue music? Will you continue to make albums and release songs and all that? Uh, shoot, I don't know. It depends on if I got if I still got some stuff to say. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. I probably will though. Very good I point. <laughs> I probably will. I always like, I always love music though. That's, that's just a part of me. Let's right, last six thing. Month, we, we you got, got six months to get this song for next season. You yes. Six we're going to make this happen. Get a couple right, of variations, right. get this going. And if you could please somehow work in David on the guitar. That would be <laughs> I'm going to need a guitar. I'm going to need a guitar. He needs um, a guitarist. Yes. Is well, this is, this, this is was happening. meant to be. This yes, was meant to be. Happening. We've got a couple, we've got like two minutes left and we just got a couple of hard, Hard-hitting questions, quick answers, right? So first thing that comes to mind, submitted by fans. These are things that fans want to know about Chuma Okiki. Number one, when you make your cereal, okay, pour a bowl of cereal, do you pour the milk first or the cereal first? Cereal first, always. Is there anybody that does the milk first? I've never like heard of doing horrible. the milk first. I remember yeah, that's, when that's I was, a bad idea. When I was little, I remember my dad did that, pour milk first mm-hmm. and cereal. <laughs> I won't ever do that though. I won't ever. No, no. I've never seen that. I can't. No way. He's the one. No way. All right, Chuma. Why? Why the number three? Why did you choose the number three? Because Mo had number five. I'm gonna take it from him though. Okay. I think he he offered it to me, but we couldn't. I couldn't because like it's something with the um with the sales or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mo would have to buy all his jerseys out before yeah. he could give it to you. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm sure he's not in any hurry to do that either. No, no, no not at all. <laughs> he's, fi- he's fine with that. Favorite food? Do you have a favorite food? Favorite food? Right now, my favorite food is probably just salmon. salmon. Does okay. it change? Has like it salmon. been something else before salmon? Yeah. Before, before, like back in college, it was, I think, like my freshman year, it was um, Sloppy Joe. And then after that, it was Philly cheesesteak. So <laughs> now it's just salmon. He's just basically look at the way his palate is advanced. You have had quite a progression. (laughs) I know, right? I know, right? That is a nice progression. All right, favorite musical, (laughs) favorite music artist, Chuma. Favorite artist? Yeah, I'll probably say, um, 
I want to say like Young Thug, but that's Dante's favorite. That's funny. That's one of the same. Oh, that's your. That's your. You, you like Young no, Thug? No, no. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. I'm sure I would. I got to listen to it a little more, familiarize myself. Yeah, Young Thug. Mm-hmm. I also like Fun. I like the music group Fun. Okay, I like that. Oh. Let me ask. Let me ask you. So, David, I want to ask you, and then we'll see if Chuma would agree. David, who do okay. you think is the best Magic one-on-one player? Ooh, on this roster, who is player. the best one-on-one player? I Let might have to if... go with Markel. I might have to Ooh. go with Markel one-on-one. Yes. Cole would be tough too. You know the the little guys. They, they, I don't know though. The big guys can just back you down and just mm-hmm. slam on you. <laughs> so I don't know. That would be interesting. Who do you think, Chuma? Who do I think the best one-on-one player? Best is? one-on-one player on the team. In a uh, one-on-one tournament. One-on-one tournament? I think I'll win the one-on-one tournament. Oh, there we go. nice. Of course. Like you got to bet on yourself. <laughs> he you could. Bet He's on got yourself. the whole package inside out. You could post up. You can hit Turner, you know, face-up jumpers. Great mm. defensively. Yeah, I can see that. Thanks. All right, two more. Who do you have winning March Madness? Who do you now? Uh, from right now. From oh, right he now, doesn't care. You know he doesn't care Obviously, now. you picked your own school. <laughs> but who do you have? Uh, who I got winning? I got um I got Arizona winning. Okay. Just from watching them hear- last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right? and, and because and because like before I watched it, somebody else had told me, um, somebody here that worked here said thought Arizona was gonna win. I would looked at them crazy. I was like, what Arizona? But no, I, I agree with them now. <laughs> okay. Do you have Nicole and uh the Wagner brothers and Wendell, all the guys that have their colleges alive still? Are they talking a lot of noise about their team still still being alive? That yeah, that, that that's another reason why I'm like, dang, Auburn lost because now I can't even talk because I was gonna say, <laughs> where Auburn at? So I can't even talk. Now. <laughs> I can't even talk, but they yeah, they be they be going at it. You feel me? First first, I was happy when Kentucky lost because now Randy can't say nothing. Then Stro was talking, and Tennessee lost. I was like, all right, Auburn's still in it, and then Auburn just lost. I'm like, dang, I can't say nothing. <laughs> you got to listen to those Michigan guys now, right? Yeah, you gotta, the... All three of them. All three of all them. All right. right. Well, good stuff, Chuma. We really appreciate this. Thanks for making time, and good luck the rest of the way. It's great having you out there. Finish this season on your terms, and then mm-hmm. we can't wait to see what the last 10 games and next year look like for you. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you all for that having me. That was great, me. Chuma. Thank you. All right, all right. Thanks a lot. That'll do it for this edition of Magic Pod Squad with Chuma Okiki. We'll see you next week.